Welcome back to the Auto Fade Podcast with Stoney and the Kid. Week one is in the books. So much to talk about, so much to go over. But first, let's recap head-to-head from last week. Stoney, fill us in on how last week went for the boys. Yeah, out of six possible points, um, you had four, I had three. Starting with my card, uh, Seahawks minus five and a half, missed. The Patriots plus four missed. Uh, My total Cowboys-Giants under 46 and a half came through. Uh, The teaser, the Steelers did not cover eight and a half, but the Browns did, so that was a miss. And then my play of the week came through with the Bills and Jets. Looking at your card, the Bears minus one and a half is your favorite, did not come through. The Titans, as your dog of the week, did come through. Your total with the Bucks and Vikings at 45 and a half missed. Uh, your teaser hit with the Lions plus 11 and a half and the Falcons plus two and a half. And your play of the week with Eagles minus four came through. So you went three and two. I went two and three. Both of our play of the weeks hit, which is good. Two and oh in those. Um, and yeah, that's what we've got through one week. Awesome. Now let's go through, uh, you know, What's the biggest takeaways um, from week one? There's a lot to go over. Obviously, happening just last night, probably the biggest takeaway from the entire week one, Aaron Rodgers is out for the season. Uh, Torres Achilles, I that might be the most devastating injury of all time, and this is me coming from a guy who I can't stand Aaron Rodgers. He's a fantastic quarterback, still can't stand him, but... The buildup in everything that went into the Jets this year being taken away in four plays, that's absurd. That's unreal. That's $50 million. I said it last night in our in our group chat. That's $50 million they paid for Zach Wilson to get a tutor for like two months. And Zach Wilson did not exactly play the sharpest football. The Jets actually won the game, which was Crazy in its own. Josh Allen was crazy awful. game. Crazy game. Josh Allen was awful. But yeah, Aaron Rodgers to me being injured, obviously, I think that's the biggest takeaway from everyone. Um, the only other one that and there's there's a lot of things you could talk about, but Tua, how about it? Tua, Tua and Tyreek, man, that was unreal. Um, what a game! What a game! That was unreal, and it lived up to all the hype uh, going into. Going into week one, obviously that was a big matchup. Dolphins and Chargers and Tua throwing for, was it 466 yards? Is that right? It was 450 plus, I know for sure. Because he right. was in a just, small, just small group. Unreal. Um, crazy game. And the, and the Dolphins' offense, at least, looked unreal and like they could be a Super Bowl contender. So that's probably my biggest takeaways. There's a lot of other things you could go into. Stoney, what you got from week one? Yeah, just two across the board. Um, First off, coming into the year, I kind of think everybody thought the AFC was the superior conference. And right now through week one, I don't want to overreact a ton, but I think the Niners and Cowboys looked the best out of any uh, team. They're probably the top two in most people's power rankings right now. So kind of interesting to see the, the shift at the top to where I think the NFC probably is the best two teams in the league right now. And then just across the board from a betting perspective, this was probably my biggest regret of the weekend is I liked a lot of these unders and unders absolutely crushed. I want to say they went 
13 and four or something crazy. Went three and zero in prime time. Just across the board, a strong betting trend was a lot of these offenses came out really rusty, and the defense had the edge. Um, obviously, like you said, horrible injury to Rodgers. Um, hope he recovers, and I hope that's not the end. I mean, when seeing him run out the tunnel with the American flag on 9-11, like, I don't care who you were a fan of, that was just awesome. Like, it was just, it was an aw- awesome atmosphere. Cool to see all the fans stay and rally around the team and them to win that game. It was a, hated to see the injury, but very unique and cool game to watch. So, on to week two. Um, yeah, let's dive into Thursday. Yeah, there's a speak but going back to the trend with the unders, I'm pretty sure the same trend was hot for maybe like seven or eight weeks last year. Especially unders with primetime games. Is that right? I mean, primetime unders, I don't have the percentage in front of me. They were very, very good to people last year. Three and oh this year. So it's gonna be one of those things if you like an over in primetime, you're gonna give it some pause just because of how well they've done. Yeah, yeah. And I wanna say even um, non-primetime games last year. I feel like unders were super hot starting Unders year. definitely came out on top last year, 100%. Yeah. Um, but moving to Thursday night football, um, we have Vikings at Eagles. Eagles are favored by seven flat. Over-under is at 48 and a half. Um, Stoney, what do you have on this game? Yeah, so I have one official play that I've made. Uh, I took the Eagles – Minus four in the first half. Um, I know it's at four and a half at a lot of books. I don't love it there. Uh, I know there's still one book. Caesars, as of about 12 hours ago, still had it at four. And I've seen it at some offshore books. So search around. If you can get four, I like it. Just a quick stat on that. In the eight home games that Jalen Hurts started, they outscored their opponents 160 to 84 in the first half. An average margin of 9.5. So I think they come out. Um, they were pretty embarrassed about how they played. I know they got the win, but Hertz wasn't happy. The defense wasn't happy. I think this is a prime time. Let's flex on them, get right. I think the Vikings aren't very good. I think the Eagles come out and crush them. I wouldn't mind them in a teaser either. Yeah, I like that. I like the first half. Uh, I don't like either side, really. I don't like seven um, either side. I think Philly wins the game. But it's also a tough spot because Vikings come off a bad loss. A lot of these situations, you either find out what a team's made of and the Vikings make it close or even win the game. Or the Vikings just aren't going to be that good this year and they get blown out um, by a better Eagles team. I, I would did really well in short weeks last year. It's, on it's, also, it's also a Thursday night game. Uh, short rest. Phillies at home all week. They're going to be probably better prepared. Um, but just like we just said, probably the only thing – I'm going to figure out a way to play this game because it's Thursday night. You always have to do that. Um, probably the only thing looking at it at first, I would play the under just because of the primetime unders and what we literally just talked about. Um, but just take the under blindly and be like, hey, I'll roll with the trend. But other than that, I don't really have any – um side that i like in this game um i could figure out and look at the props later on but as far as sides go i don't really have anything so let's roll on to stoney's fantasy corner um i know he's got some good stuff cooked up what do you have for week two fantasy stoney yeah so pretty much week one looked different than what i'm gonna do for the rest of the year i'm gonna just target a guy or two on the waiver wire that i think 
you could pick up to start now or he's got good long-term value. I'll quickly explain why. The filter that I'm running, pretty self-explanatory. I'm looking at guys that are rostered in sub-50% of ESPN Fantasy Leagues. That's a, think that's a pretty fair metric for, hey, this guy's got a good chance to be available in your league. So starting at quarterback, we're going to go back to Jared Goff. Uh, the key is he's at home. Last year in five of nine home starts, he was a top seven weekly finisher at the position. You're looking at uh, the matchup versus the Seahawks. They just allowed Stafford to throw for 330 on them. Rams put up 30 points. This totals at 47, so I think we have a sneaky shootout on our hands. I like golf this week. Uh, looking at the running back position, Kenneth Gainwell is kind of the, the trendy top dog there. I don't love him a lot. I don't think there's a lot of job security in Philly in that backfield. So I'm going to look at two other guys for similar reasons. Uh, Tyler Algier and Joshua Kelly of the Atlanta Falcons and Los Angeles Chargers. No, I do not think either guy is going to overtake Eckler or Bijan as the starter. However, both were very involved in week one. Algier, 15 carries, 75 yards, two touchdowns. Joshua Kelly quietly dominated the game on the ground for the Chargers in the second half. 16 carries, 91 yards, and a touchdown. For Kelly's side, Eckler's banged up this week. They said he's not going to practice. He's got an ankle. I don't love his matchup in week two versus the Titans. They're great against the run. But if Eckler were were to not go, I think Kelly would have to be in flex consideration. Uh, With Algier, I think that it was telling that they used him at the goal line both times over Bijan in week one. Don't know if that will last all season. I do expect Bijan's role to slowly grow. But I think there can be room for both guys here. We see every year... Offenses have two top 24 running backs. If they can find a way to where they're super high scoring or they just are in an offense to where they run the ball enough to have room for both backs, I think that's the case here. And so I like both those guys. Wide receiver, you're going to see him at the top of pretty much every chart, and that's Puka Nakua. I hope I said his name right. What a name, dude. 15 targets. First ever game as a rookie. I mean, that is just – hats off to him. It was one of the – most impressive individual performances of the entire weekend. And he cashed in on the 15 targets, 10 catches, 119 yards. I think this kid's for real. I liked him in the dynasty world. Um, Unfortunately, I didn't pull the trigger in redraft. I did not think he would be relevant out the gate. I mean, he came out, Stafford peppered the kid with targets. I don't think this is a flash in the pan. I think this kid, until Cooper Cup comes back, I think you can argue he's a back-end wide receiver too. And when Cup comes back, we've seen Cup and Robert Woods back in the day be both top 24 guys under Sean McVay. I think there's no reason Puka can't stay in that flux territory the rest of the year. So um, if you're in fab leagues, I would spend up on Puka. I think he's here for right now, and I think he's got long-term value as well. couple quick hitters at tight end. Uh, if you need a guy to start for week two, I know there's a lot of injuries going on right now in tight end world. Sam Laporta, uh, I talked about Jared Goff. I think the Lions score a lot of points. Had five catches in his first game. Looked pretty good. I think he's got a good chance to get in the end zone. I think he's established himself as a top three target in the offense. So I like him in a high-scoring matchup at home where Goff performs better. Uh, And then Jake Ferguson. This is not of the Dallas Cowboys. This is not based on the week one stat line. Um, He did not cash in on a lot of his targets. Dropped a few. Probably should have had a touchdown. But he got seven targets, and that's important. Dak has always loved his tight end. And if we're wrong about Brandon Cooks being the number two in this offense, 
and Dak wants to go to the trusted tight end where he's always had success, he turned Dalton Schultz into a top three tight end a couple years ago. If the touchdowns swing right for Jake Ferguson, I think we could be talking about him as a top 10 uh, tight end here in a couple weeks when the results swing around. So if you want to jump and get ahead of that curve, um, I don't mind picking him up in deeper leagues as a backup and stash right now. Uh, best cheap defensive option for this week would probably be Denver at home. Um, their defense always plays well. Russell Wilson lost them another game where they held the opponent under 20 points, uh, which is kind of funny. But good matchup at home where they always play well in the elevation. They get Sam Howell, young quarterback, making this might be his first ever rookie start, I believe, on the road. Uh, this might be his first ever road start, so I really like Denver to capitalize, maybe get a turnover to take one to the crib. So, yeah, that's the quick breakdown of week two fantasy corner. Some guys that you can look at to uh, help your team out this week. Hey, shout out to Puka, dude. All-time uh, Hall Great of Fame name. name there, dude. Hall of Fame name. I'm going to go down as one of the greatest. Uh, so that was Studies Fantasy Corner. Now we're going to... Run through the slate, um, quickly go through every game, kind of just give a feel out there for what side we like, what side we don't like, Um, starting with Green Bay at Atlanta. Stoney, what you got on this one? Yeah, I think this is an overreaction. I don't know why. Yep. I don't know why Green Bay's a favorite here. I think coming into the year, most people were higher on Atlanta and all Atlanta did was take care of business at home and win by 14. But it's like nobody cares because the Bears self-imploded and Jordan Love looked comfortable because they didn't get any pressure on him. I mean, the the Bears' weakness has always been pass rush, and it's like, wow, Jordan Love had time to throw. Who would have thought? Um, rookie, that not a rookie, but Jordan Love's a glorified rookie. Going on the road, um, I think this Falcons team – Look, Ritter didn't even play that well, and they won by 14. I think as long as Ritter doesn't turn the ball over, I talked about Algier. Him and Bijan are a really good one-two punch. I like the home team here. I think this spread should honestly be flipped. So I would take the Falcons up to like minus two and a half. I like them. Lean under. uh, Just think this will be a slow, run-dominant game. Yeah, I like Atlanta here too. Uh, It is definitely an overreaction. Listen, I could talk about – the game on Sunday for a long time. Green Bay is not a bad football team, but I, I think Atlanta at home should not be the dog here. Um, so that I do like Atlanta. I like the value you get um, on their money line. Um, Jordan Love played well on Sunday, but I don't think he showed like, oh, this guy's legit. Atlanta, I think, is a good team. They're going to be able to um, possess the football. They're going to be able to make plays. They have playmakers. Yeah, and I, I agree. I like Atlanta. Don't have a leaner on the over or under. Um, don't like that number. Wouldn't lean either way. Next, uh, the Chicago Bears travel to Tampa Bay. I'll start it off. Listen, Sunday was awful. We played terrible. Everyone knows that. Luke Getze, our offensive coordinator, needs to be evaluated. If you looked at my Twitter at all, I have a thread. Go check it out. I'm not going to spend too much time on it. It was week one. Last year, week one, we beat the 49ers. Okay? Things change. I think this team still has an opportunity to be good. Not a lot of people think that because it's overreaction week after week one. Everybody freaks out. That being said, 
I think Justin Fields will figure it out. I think they'll end up being good. However, I wouldn't touch them this week. I think catching three to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the offseason, it's like, oh, give me the Bears every day. But I don't want to touch this, mainly because I think I talked myself into not betting on the Bears the rest of the season like I do at the beginning of every season. We'll see how long that lasts. Probably not too long. But this week I'm going to stay off the Bears. Again, with the overrunner, don't really have a lean. Stoney, what you got? Yeah, if you don't want to talk up the Bears, I will. Look, it's one week. Everybody has bad games. I think three is a gift. I think this line should be a pick Maybe the Bucks minus one after the week one performance. Coming into the year, um, most team, most people had the Bears power ranked higher than the Bucks. And so after one week, this line has swung all the way to where we're getting plus three. I think it's a gift. Um, haven't played it yet. Kind of wanted to see where the market took it, but if I start to see it most books at dropping to two and a half, I'll go ahead and grab the three. I was hoping for a three and a half, seeing if we got a total over over adjustment. But yeah, I think the only side you can play in this game is the Bears, if you still believe in them. If you can throw away one week, you are getting a gift of a number in three. Hey, hey that, that means a lot, man. It means a lot to hear from someone else. I've got I got wrapped up in Bears Twitter on Monday and I got so frustrated, but it's good to see some positivity come. Look, I know things have to change. We're gonna win this football game. We're gonna win this football game 27 to maybe three. Uh we're gonna come out with some vengeance, but we'll move on. Seattle at Detroit. What you got? Yeah, I think this is another overreaction. I like Seattle here. I'm not gonna play it uh at five and a half. I'm going to wait. Hopefully it touches six. As soon as it does, I want to grab it. I want to be on the Seahawks team. This feels like a game where everybody was kind of high on the Seahawks this year. Trendy team coming in, get absolutely killed by the Rams at home. Lions, everybody watches them beat the Chiefs. Yeah, of course this line's going to go up. This line should be like three, three and a half. The Lions are a slightly better team. You could say that, sure. I can't get to five and a half. I'm going to wait for the six, but... If I'm going to be on a side in this game, it will be the Seattle Seahawks in a buy low spot, trusting Pete Carroll to bounce back. People, uh, teams that got beat by double digits on the and then are on the road in the week following in week two are very, very good against the spread. So I'm leaning heavily towards Seattle here. Yeah, I agree, and it's it's similar to the Tennessee pick last week. I'm not high on the Seahawks. I don't think. They're going to keep exploding and be this really good NFC team that can make a push in the playoffs like some people do. Um, But I like Seattle here. It's definitely an overreaction. We know after week one, lines can get really fishy with overreactions. Vegas is appealing to the casual fan. And this is what this is. The Lions just beat the Chiefs. The Seahawks just lost to a Rams team that everybody thought was going to be terrible. And so I think Seattle's the play here. Um, I think that's definitely the right side. Um, and we'll get to the over-under later on. Next game is Vegas at Bills. I I don't know if, if like Vegas knows what to do here, if that makes sense. Because like, the Raiders just beat the Broncos. That's not a great win, but they won a game, and everybody thought the Raiders were going to be terrible. And Buffalo just looked horrendous. And so it's like, before last week, it's like, yeah, Bills... Minus nine and a half kind of makes sense, but after this weekend, it's kind of just a weird game. I think Buffalo should come out and win this game by a lot, but at the same time, Josh Allen looked terrible. So I'm going to lay off this game 
I don't I definitely wouldn't take the Bills at a high number and I don't really want to like put my money on the Raiders to play well two weeks in a row, especially at Buffalo. But yeah, I think I'm gonna lay off this game. Yeah, I'll be all over the Bills. I think this is <laughs> a great spot. Um Josh Allen sucks, dude. This line was at 10. Yeah, okay. We'll, we'll see after this week. I don't even like Allen. This is a great spot for him to bounce back. Uh, the line was at 10, and then we saw the initial reaction to 8. It dropped to 8.5, uh, which was a bad bad move by the books. Everyone teased it down to 2.5, and, um, and then it bounced back up to 9.5 throughout the day. I love the Bills here. I think this is a game that they can win like 35-13. to 13. Um, this is just a flex at home spot. Josh Allen does really well as a big favorite at home and he's always performed well off a loss. Look, he knows that entire game was on him. And I think that we're actually getting, you know, people are kind of talking high on the Raiders and I watched the Raiders Broncos game and I was just like, yeah, these two teams aren't very good. And the Raiders didn't make any mistakes down the stretch. Russell Wilson cooked him in the first half, just kind of laid a dud in the second half, but I'm not high on the Raiders team. I still don't think they're very good. The Bills are going to be really, really pissed all week. I haven't even looked at like the first quarter or first half line. If it's first half under a touchdown, I like that too. I like the Bills early and often. I think they absolutely murder the, Ra- or the Raiders. I would not play it above 10. Get it at 9.5 while you can. It's at 9.5 across the board. Get it now. I do think it ends up closing at 10 or 10 and a half. I think that will become the common play by the end of the week. Get it under 10 while you can. Yeah, all I'm going to say is last night's loss for the Bills was huge for my under 10 and a half wins. Yeah, Rodgers Rogers went down. I was like, oh, geez, here we go. Trying to dodge all the bullets I can with the Bills wins this year, and that was a big one to dodge. Uh, next game is Chargers at Titans. Titans are plus three in this game at home. I think it's about right, um, especially Chargers coming off of a loss. Titans are always going to play well at home. Covered for me last week. But, man, Ryan Tannehill looked bad, son. And so it's tough to to back him again. I, I do lean Chargers here. I think the Chargers bounce back. I think they put up a lot of points. I think Tennessee's a little deflated right now, especially after the play of Ryan Tannehill. Losing a close game to the Saints, who the Saints didn't look good either. Um, I think I would lean Chargers here. I would also lean the over because, again, I think the Chargers put up a lot of points in this game. Even though the Titans have a good defense, I think the Chargers are are frustrated after that loss. And, yeah, that's the way I lean on that game. Stoney, what do you have for this one? Yeah, I'll I'll disagree with you here. I'm on the Titans. (sighs) I got them at three. Um, I think the total's about right. I, I don't. If you like the Chargers, that makes sense why you like this over. Um, I think this is actually a pretty bad spot for the Chargers. They just came off an excruciating loss to where their defense just could not stop anybody. They have to sit on it all week and then travel across the country. Um, I think the Titans can actually come home feeling pretty good. They had every chance to win that game, and if their quarterback just makes one throw or doesn't turn the ball over, they get a good road win. Their defensive line is really good. And you saw that late in the game. That's what gave Herbert problems. And the Chargers really leaned on the run in the second half of the game to kind of keep their offense going. And the Titans are going to eat that up. Eckler has an ankle issue. Um, yeah, I'm I'm just going to back Brable as a dog here. 
I think this is just one that you play every time. You're going to come out positive on the other side. So um, not one of my like favorite plays of the week. But, yeah, I like Titans plus three. Quick question going back to some of our offseason conversations. Titans have a tough schedule for the first part of the season. Yeah. And Tannehill looked really bad. Yep. Uh, what happens when they're two and six, one and seven? And is it time to pull the trigger on Tannehill and let maybe well, Will Levis? And the funny thing is, we thought it was Will Levis. If if it's going to be anybody this year, it's going to be Malik Willis. That's disgusting. Will, Will, Levis, Will Levis didn't even dress out. I know, he but that's disgusting, bro. And so, yeah, I mean, they're saying he looks good. But no, I think, I think signing Hopkins, I think they're going to give Tannehill the full run. The only way I actually see Tannehill not starting is if, like, the Jets came in and called and traded for him. I, I think if I were the Ew. Jets, that would Dude, Cam Newton's still out there if the Jets want to sign him. Hey, Carson Wentz is available. Oh, geez. Carson Wentz is killing elk somewhere. Uh, Ravens at Bengals. What you got? Hey, we skipped over Colts, Texans. Colts at Texans. What you got? <laughs> hey, just just keeping us in line. Hey, um, yeah, I think this is a – the unit I feel strongest about in this game is the Texans' defense. So I would lean towards the Texans plus one. I think they probably win the game. I think that Anthony Richardson made some flashy plays. The Colts kind of looked exciting last week. They picked up a fumble. They were beating the Jags. I think that's what's going to stick in everyone's mind. The Texans' defense played really good. They made Lamar look pretty bad. And I think Stroud was just in a rough spot against the Ravens' first start on the road. So, yeah, coming back home, this will be Richardson's first road start. I like the Texans. I'm not going to play it. If it was at one and a half, I do not mind it at all for a teaser. Up to seven and a half, but I lean under and lean Texans. Yeah, there's a reason I skipped over this game, and that is because uh, even though I love football as much as anybody, I could not care less what happens in this game. Uh, when I am going through, like it'll be two o'clock or so on Sunday, and I'm going through fantasy or whatever, I might check the box score to see how the how the QBs are doing. But other than that, I do not care whatsoever. I don't have a side. Um. I guess I agree with you with the Texans. I think they're a little better, but yeah, no lean for me. And yeah, it's just a disgusting game. So Ravens at my uh, big game for my Colts worst record in football. Need the Texans to yeah. Over. That's that's another thing. I also don't have any futures with these teams, so it's like it is what it is. Ravens going to Cincinnati, playing the worst team in football, the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, love the Bengals here. Uh, Vegas is telling you what to do. They're just yep. giving you the hook with the yep. Ravens, and they don't even care. The Ravens yep. go out, beat the Texans uh, by 16 points. The Bengals go out, score three points, lose 24-3. to three. And this line not only opens at three, but it quickly goes up to three and a half. Everyone's going to say, oh, the Ravens, really good trends as a dog. That's a little scary to fade. I'm not going to lie. But Vegas is begging you to take three and a half here. I love the Bengals. I think they win this game. I think they put their foot down. They say we're back. The only small concern I would have is if Joe Burrow did not show rust and he's truly injured. If that's the case, we lose the bet and it is what it is. Assuming Joe Burrow is not playing injured, which I'm hoping he's not. I think it was just rust. I love this as a bounce back spot for the Bengals. 
I love the under as well. Really like um, the two angles in this game. I like the under divisional. I think it's low scoring. I think the Bengals shut the Ravens down. I, I'm very worried about what I saw out of Lamar in the supposedly new revamped offense. I didn't see much that I was impressed with. Yeah, I love the Bengals here. Love everything about the Bengals here. Again, Vegas is telling you what to bet. Everybody's going to be on the Ravens at getting over a field goal. So got to be all over the Bengals, especially last week. Again, casual fans are going to be all over the Ravens. I do I do lean under as well. I think it's going to be a hard-fought divisional game, but I think the Bengals um, play well and, and cover that. Let's go to Chiefs at Jags. Yeah, I'll be I'll be on the Chiefs here. I'm surprised this line hasn't moved to three and a half already with the news that Chris Jones is back. I think that's huge for that middle of the defense. I was worried going into this week that the Jags would be able to run all over them. I think Chris Jones fixes a lot of that, gives them a presence, and kind of gives that defense a lot of their swagger back. It's looking like a good sign that Kels plays. I don't know if it fully matters. I think this is just a spot where Mahomes is really good uh, under three against the spread. So I think this is just a game where you're getting Mahomes a field goal or less. You take him every time. Yeah, I think uh, going back to last Thursday, I think obviously Kadarius Tony blew the game for the Chiefs. It's not that the Lions outplayed the Chiefs. I think I think both teams played sloppy football, and Patrick Mahomes should have won the game, got hurt with some drops. And I think this week they bounce back. They have some guys back, and I like the Chiefs here. I, w- I would lean under. I, I I don't think it gets up that high, but yeah, definitely like the Chiefs here. 49ers at Rams. Oh, I mean, I'll let you take this one first. I mean, you got to be feeling great about your position. On yeah, the Rams. I mean, I mean, it, it feels good to be right. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I was <laughs> I was big on the Rams all off season. Um, not super big, but I was like, what are we doing? We're we're counting out a team with Sean McVay um, with a core there. And what's funny was Cooper Cup was out. They didn't, and it didn't have the matter. Didn't even matter, dude. Um, are the Rams legit? No. But it was awesome to see. We kind of went head-to-head on one of our off-season takes there with Seahawks-Rams. It was awesome to see. I like the Rams. I like Sean McVay. However, I'm not fading the 49ers. They look like the absolute best team in football last week. Absolute buzzsaw. Uh, they were they were unreal. It was, it was crazy to see. Brock Purdy, dude, I'm telling you, Brock Purdy is Tom Brady. I don't know how. Really good. I've been on this since last year. He came in, I'm like, this is Tom Brady. Now, does he play like Tom Brady? No. He's a gamer, dude. When he gets in the game, he just knows what he knows how to execute. He knows how to get the ball where he needs to. He runs this offense officially. Now, I know Kyle Shanahan makes it easy on him, and he's got crazy weapons and a good defense. You can say all this, but you got to have a good quarterback. And Brock Purdy is a good quarterback. I said this on Sunday. I've said it before. You can write it down right now. There's two takes that I have. We'll go over the other one later in the episode. But Brock Purdy is going to be a Hall of Famer. Wow. <laughs> Brock Purdy is going to be a Hall of Famer. There's our, there's our headline for the week. Brock Purdy is going to be a Hall of Famer. Um, but... I mean, I don't know if I'd, I, I would. I guess I would lean 49ers. I'm just not going to fade the 49ers. I, I don't really have a play in this. Don't really have a play of the over under either. 
think there's a chance that the Rams could come back down to earth and 49ers could steamroll them and they could it's kind of an awkward number there but yeah that's what I have on that game Brock Purdy Hall of Famer yeah I I think you take the eight points here with the Rams I'm I'm not gonna probably play this one Niners are scary to get in front of I don't even hate the Niners and a teaser down to two I I just have a hard time seeing them lose and Shanahan's had really good success against McVay but I think if you just had to take eight points, I think the I think this is like a backdoor. Stafford just leads him down the field with four minutes left in a backdoor. I also lean over. I don't really see any resistance to the Niners getting to 30, and I think the Rams can muster up 17 to 20 with Stafford just kind of spraying the ball across the field. So I would lean Rams and lean over. Yep. Um, next is Giants at Cardinals. I... I think we're both going to agree. I think this is a good spot for the Giants. They looked awful. Maybe we won't agree, but they looked awful on Sunday. It was unreal. Uh, the Cowboys defense was all over. I think it was, was it seven sacks? I think it was seven sacks. Um, they looked terrible, but again, I think it's it's an overreaction. The Giants, are they a really good football team? No, but they have a good head coach going to play a really bad football team, and I think this is a good bounce back spot here. Um. I'm not as optimistic on the Giants as you are. I think they have real issues. I think their O-line's not very good. And I think the Cardinals' defense um, sneakily was pretty good last week. Kept them in the game. I think that when this opened, it opened at four. If it was still there, I would be on the Giants here. I just think all the value's gone at six. I think the line is where it should be. I don't think the Giants deserve to be like a touchdown favorite on the road right now. But I think six is about where it should be. I just think all the steam got sucked up uh, throughout the day. So at six, it's just a pass for me. Okay. Next, we have the New York Jets at the Dallas Cowboys. Go ahead, Stone. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a big advocate for seven-point teasers. You have to lay minus 140, but I think that getting the Cowboys down to two and a half would be a great look. It was at seven and a half, and it quickly got bumped up to nine and a half. So if you didn't catch it before there, I still would rarely recommend it, but I still would recommend a seven-point teaser with whatever your other favorite leg is with the Cowboys. I don't really want to lay nine and a half just because I have to give respect to the Jets' defense. And for that reason of the Jets' defense, I would lean under, but I'm weirdly scared to play it because I think the Cowboys defense could wreak so much havoc on Zach Wilson that it leads to like defensive score, short fields, just a lot of um, craziness. So I'm just going to stay away. If you can get the Cowboys under a field goal with a teaser, I really like that. Yeah, I mean, I know Jets showed a lot of heart last night. I don't, I would lean Cowboys here just because of how good they looked. It's a bad and, spot for the Jets. I yeah, bad, bad spot for Jets. A lot of, a lot of heartache. That I mean, that again, it's devastating to see Rodgers go down. I know they rallied last night, but now they're going to have a few days to think about it. It's it like, man, in. we really yeah. don't have, we don't have Aaron Rodgers. And That's after, a good call. Short week, too. A lot of optimism. Um, yeah, it's, it's just a tough spot. I would, I would lean Cowboys here, but other than that, I don't really have any thoughts on it. Commanders at Broncos. We got Broncos favored by three and a half. What do you have? I lean under. This looks like another carbon copy, 19 to 17 Broncos game. I don't know if they win or lose, but 
Um, I would lean under, uh, but pretty low number, so I'm probably not going to play it. I'm kind of confused on the spread here. I, I feel like this should be like two and a half or three because I kind of think the commanders are the same team as the Raiders, and we just saw the Raiders go in and beat them. So I'm actually going to stay off because this line weirdly tells me that Denver bounces back at home, and I don't want to bet Russ. I feel like three and a half looks too easy here, but maybe I'm overlooking it. So my natural tendency would just to be to take the hook, but I'm just going to stay away. Yeah, it, it, to me, when I first looked at it, it was like this should be two and a half, not three and a half. I agree, yep. but yeah, it's kind of a weird game. I think the Broncos could come back and make a statement. Sean Payton dialed up really good in the first half. No, yeah, oh, Russ, Russ looked a lot better. Uh, he looked more comfortable, but coming off a loss again to a similar Raiders team, it's like a weird. Yeah, don't don't really have a side. I would lean under two mainly because I love unders and that would just be a fun under to root for. If I, if I've never said on here before, I love rooting for unders. You're just rooting for bad football, rooting for that clock to tick. Yep. And that's opposite of most people. They want points, but I love unders, but then we have Sunday night football dolphins at Pats. Um, I think this line has moved pretty decent amount back and forth. Um, yeah, Pats are, are catching two points here. That's weird to me. It tells me something, and it's not a good – I it's it's weird seeing the Pats being a gross dog two weeks in a row. I I would want – obviously, it's one of those where it's like, if I bet the Pats plus two and the, the Dolphins score 85 points, that looks stupid. So I don't know if I have a lean here. Definitely not. I would not take the Pats. I would lean under. Because I think this game slows down more. I know the Dolphins put up 36 points, but I would lean under. But yeah, that's all I have on that one. Yeah, I mean, the Pats broke my heart last week. Uh, we won't get into it, but tough. they replay that game 100 times. I think Silly by a billion, covered, dude. I think the Pats covered 90 out of 100 times. Um, yeah, I think you have no choice but to be on them again. And if you're on them, you probably lean under as well. This line's super telling. The The Dolphins were the talk of the NFL, and they open up under a field goal um, to Mac Jones. Like, I think that's – I think it's a bad spot for Miami. Huge win. Got to travel to Miami, then up to New England. Um, that's a lot of travel. I think Tua at night on the road, I think you're going to see him be way more uncomfortable. And we saw the Chargers be able to run the ball all over the Dolphins. I think the Patriots' O-line should heal up this week. I think they can run the ball. I think they win the game. So I I like the Patriots. Don't know if I'll play it. I like it in a teaser, and I lean under. Like, How much do you think um, the Pats game was like the Eagles just being rusty. I know Nick Sirianni said something about he learned from this preseason and he wants to get his starters out there more because it was just rust. Or do you think the Patriots are going to be like a – I mean, I don't think this, but do you think the Patriots are going to be like a sneaky team? Uh, a little of both. So, I mean, the Patriots pretty much just gift-handed, gift gift-wrapped the the Eagles 16 points. Yeah, that was that was. Anyways, that was uh, Mac Jones throws an ugly pick six. Zeke fumbles on the own twenty, and it's sixteen to nothing before he can blink. And literally from that point forward, the Patriots dominated the football game. 
Yeah. Like I, I'm a little worried about the Eagles secondary. I think it was actually just more me being a little down on the Eagles defense because Mac Jones looked really good. So yeah, I think the, I think the Patriots, we're going to catch him in a lot of spots to where we can take him as a dog. I don't know how many games are actually going to win. I still think seven and 10 is probably right for them, but I think we'll, we'll have some spots where we can take him as a dog. And I liked what I saw to Mac. I thought, I thought he looked pretty good. But on the offensive side of the ball for the Eagles, yeah, I think it was total rust. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Saints at Panthers. We're moving to Monday night. Panthers are catching three. What you got? I don't know what to make of either one of these teams. I totally passed the game. I think it's about <laughs> right. I love that. Um, I personally think that if you really looked at Bryce Young and the way he played on Sunday, I don't think he played terrible. Now, did he play great? But for a rookie yep. quarterback in his first week, I thought thought he played fine. So I don't mind a look at the Panthers here, especially at home. Um, can I have Divisional some dog, don't hate it. Divisional dog, yeah. I would I would lean under again, primetime, divisional. All the stats are gonna tell you to take the under. So I would look at that too. I don't mind I don't mind Carolina here. But again, it's a weird like it's it's hard to gauge these these teams off of just one week. This these are two teams that it's gonna take a few weeks to figure out who they are. Um then the second Monday night game is Browns at Steelers. Interesting game. What do you have here, Stoney? This is a frustrating pass for me. Um, I've been really high on the Browns, really low on the Steelers. But based on how they played in week one, I can't sit here and promote the Browns in week two. The Browns looked as good as they could have, beat the Bengals by three scores. The Steelers get blown out. This is an obvious Tomlin spot, but I can't bring myself to take this team. And it's not because, oh, the Steelers looked so bad last week. It's like, we might just be right on the Browns, and they're really good. Like, their defense looks so good. And yeah. Kenny Pickett, Pickett looked awful. So it's like, I think the Browns should go in there and win this game if they're that type of team. And so yeah. I think Pittsburgh is going to end up being a public dog. And if they're bad, like I kind of think they might be, the Browns might just go in there and win this game. So I think most of the pros are going to be on the Steelers. I'm just going to pass. I, I can't. I'm not going to go full, like, backwards contrarian, weirdly, and take the Browns here just based on how they looked in week one, but I kind of want to, so I'm just going to pass. Yeah, I agree. I think I think Pittsburgh is going to be a big public dog. Um, I think that's the right play when you look at it, 100%. But I, I don't want to take it because I think we both believe the Browns are a really good team, and it could just be like, hey, yeah, Joe Burrow was off, but – Cleveland's a good football team. Everything we thought about them came true in week one. Correct. And, Not and, like great, but it was raining. Like we saw a Burrow play. Correct. Their defense, amazing. Chubb controlled the ground game. Elijah Moore got involved. Amari. Like this team's so good on paper. Yeah, yeah they can They can be really good. Um, I'm happy about how week one went as far as like how that plays for my futures. I think I have their win total and them to win the division. Yep. Love both of them. Steelers looked really, really bad, but it was also the 49ers were just clicking on all cylinders, and I think Kenny Pickett got sped up a little bit. I think their offense didn't look very good. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I would play. I wouldn't I wouldn't take the under here just in case uh, Cleveland decides to score a lot of points or maybe – but I don't know. It's a, Again, it's a primetime divisional, so the stats are telling you to take the under. But that's the slate for week two. 
Now on to the main event. And I will say I'm a little bit more nervous about this head-to-head draft as last week. Last week, I felt like all my picks, I felt really good about them. This week, there's a lot of ways I could go. I'm I'm sure Stoney feels the same way. A lot of ways we could go here. But here we go, head-to-head draft week two. Like Stoney said in the beginning, overall records, I am at three and two. Stoney's at two and three. Stoney has three points. I have four points. Our play of the week is worth two points. And the rest is worth one. Our play of the week will also be the last pick of the draft because we have talked beforehand. We understand what each of our play of the week is. And we will, so it's pretty much a four round snake draft to find our favorite favorite of the week, favorite dog, favorite teaser. And favorite total. Last week, I went first. So this week, Stoney, the floor is yours. What is your first pick of this week two head-to-head snake draft? Yeah, I've thought a lot about this all day. Um, Gone go, back and we forth. Baby. And I don't necessarily know that this is going to be like a snipe like last week. But I think this is just my second most confident play of the week. And it is the Ravens Bengals under 46 and a half. Um, let me make sure that is the line on Fandle. Yep, 46 and a half. Um, I love it for several reasons. One, I was not impressed with Lamar last week, as I stated. I think the Bengals defense actually played pretty good. Burrow just put him in a horrible spot last week to where they were on the field like the whole game because the Bengals just did nothing on offense. So. I think the Bengals' defense is very good. I think they come home. I think they hold the Ravens down under 20. Um, I think even if Burrow does come back, like these games are always relatively close. And so even if Burrow – I don't think Burrow is going to be full-firing MVP like Joe Burrow. But even if he has a bounce-back performance, I think it's going to be more of an efficient game, not like a goes for 400 yards and five touchdowns type game. All three games between this teams last year went under the number. I think this is just a too high of a number. This is a, I think this total closes at 44 and a half. I would play it down to 45, pretty similar to the two unders I took last week. I feel like I'm seeing unders pretty well right now. I just think this is about two points too high. Um, Divisional game, this division tends to go under. I love it. Wow. Uh, I'm not going to lie, I didn't see that one coming. That, um, Okay. Now I'm a little nervy. Now I'm a little nervy. Where am I going to go? Okay. I'm going to start it off. I have two picks here. First one, I'm going to get my teaser out of the way. I've kind of talked myself into it during the recording of this episode, but I really like it. I'm going to go back to the Thursday night well. I went with Detroit last week. I'm going with Philly this week. I'm going to take Philly down to minus one. I think they win the game. We've already talked about it. I think they come out hot. I think they start clicking a little bit. After the first half of last week's game, they looked a little rusty. Um, They're at home on a Thursday night football game. I think they win the game. And then (laughs) I'm going to go backwards on my logic. I'm going to take my boys. I'm going to take the Chicago Bears. Take him up to plus nine. I think we win this game. I, I truly think we win this game. I think we're a better team than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and it is rare as a Chicago Bears fan that we get to say, 
I think we're better than this team, but I think we are. I think Justin Fields gets cut loose a little bit more. Luke Gessie's getting a lot of flack about how he handled Justin Fields. We were throwing the ball laterally. Our offensive line did not play great, but the Packers have a good front seven. I think we win this game. Six-point teaser, you can take them up to nine. I would be comfortable playing this to like a five-point teaser, getting plus eight and minus two for both teams. But for the sake of our head-to-head, we're always going to use it at six. And that's my teaser. Can someone uh, insert the clip of Nate not betting on the Bears? Hey, listen, dude. I I talked myself into it. I was like, there's no way we lose this game by 10 points. Value's value. I get it. Value's value, baby. I'm always going to ride with my boys. I think every week that we lose, and I bet on us, I think this happened almost every week last year. And we were 3 and 14. So just think about it. Them losing did happen every week last year. Well, no, I'm saying I would bet on them to at least cover almost every week. Yeah, I'd be like, I'm never doing that again. And then I'm like, dude, we're only, dude, we're four point dogs to the Lions at home. I'm taking them, and then we'd lose. But you know, whatever. But hey, that's just being a diehard fan. Next pick, I think I'm gonna go with my dog. I'm gonna go with my dog. Ah, uh, but that kind of feels emotional too. <laughs> but I'm gonna do it, man. I'm taking the Falcons plus one and a half. There it is. I want to take – so we're going pro Bears, anti-Packers off the rip for the head-to-head, dude. Nate uh, is back. I'm back, dude. Oh, man, I didn't want to do it, but I had to. I love the Falcons here. I think they win the game. I think it's an overreaction. I think it's a weird line from Vegas. Now that I'm looking at it, I'm talking myself in my brain out of it. But I love the Falcons, dude. The Packers are going to lose by 50. My dog is the Falcons. No, I mean, it, uh, it makes a lot of sense. I They were on the short list for me for dogs, so totally get it. I, I don't like many dogs this week. I, I think across the board that was the toughest one for me to, to find games I like. Um, yeah, let's go back to I will go ahead and lock in my favorite. Uh, talked about this team earlier. It has bumped up a point since when I locked it in, but like I said, anywhere under 10, I love it. Give me the Buffalo Bills. I think this is a spot where Josh Allen, he's going to hear about all week. Yeah, I threw three picks to the same guy. Yeah, I lost to Zach Wilson for the second time in a calendar year. Like all this stuff, he's going to go home, get right. I think the Bills win this game by 24 points. That is my oh, wow. slightly bold prediction of the week. Jimmy G turns into a pumpkin. Josh Allen throws for 300, four touchdowns. Bills 35, Raiders 10. All right, on to, I'm going to save my teaser for last. I think there's a ton of good teaser likes this week. I love teasers across the board. So many numbers that you can tease. Looking at the dog, I'm between two teams. You know what? I'm just going to play the odds here. I'm I'm going to play the Titans plus three. Um, wow. Vrabel as a dog, like I said, it's not a great underdog week for me. It was probably between them and the Seahawks, but I don't love the Seahawks under six. So, yeah, I'm going to take the Titans plus three. I think this is a good spot for them to where they should be able to run the ball, um, get Henry going, and I think Tannehill cannot play worse than he did last week. I think he comes home. I think they rally around him. I think Brable's a good leader. They can rally. 
Tannehill plays a much cleaner game at home. And I think if Tannehill plays an efficient game, I think this team's really good. I think the Titans go home, and I think they win this game, and the Chargers are heading back to Los Angeles 0-2. Wow. Tennessee plus three being a dog in our head-to-head back-to-back weeks. Interesting. We're just riding the Vrabel train. I love it. Really good as an underdog. I mean, really, really good awesome. as an underdog. Can we talk about him kicking a field goal down four with like two yeah, to dude, plus? I mean, shout out, shout out, Mike Vrabel, dude. He's just playing a different time, type of football game. He's playing a different type of football game. Dude. Yeah, different, different, different kind of football that he's got going on in his head. So I'm gonna go. My last pick is my favorite favorite. I had this number earlier today. And it's moved, but I think that tells me I need to get it right now or either wait. But I don't know if we agree totally on this. I'm going to go with the Giants, and I'm going to take them at six. I think – do I think the Giants are good? No. I think they're an okay football team – an okay to good football team with a really good head coach. I think they bounce back here. They're playing a really bad football team in the Arizona Cardinals. Really bad football team. So I think it's a bounce back. They're having a lot of come-to-Jesus meetings this week in the Giants facility. I think they win this game by 10 points. I feel good about the Giants as my favorite favorite. So to you, Stoney, for your favorite teaser to round off the head-to-head draft. So, Nate, I mean, I don't know if you want to forfeit a point already, but I don't have you on the books for a total. Oh! That's right, because i already written it down because it's a lock, dude. <laughs> Anyways, my favorite total of the week, Miami and New England under 46.5. We talked about All it. Right. It's prime time. It doesn't right. make sense. Miami scored 150 points, two of three for 3,000 yards last Sunday. So it's like this team's going to put up a bunch of points, but the number's at 46.5. It's prime time. It's at New England. I think you're right. I think they slow to it down. It's Bill Belichick. He's got a defense that can create problems for even the best quarterbacks in the league. And I really like how this number shaped up. I like that Vegas put this out there. I think it tells you to take the under. That's going to be my total. Please don't forfeit a point for me. I already had it. I literally already had it written down because I knew it was a lock and I knew you weren't going to take it. So that's my favorite total. No, I'm a man of honor. I'm, I'm always going to let you get your, your fair shake. Um, Thanks, yeah, man. Thanks. I Appreciate, it. Appreciate it. I think that's your way of quietly – backing the Patriots without wanting to feel gross and doing it. So I, I love no, that. No, I think the Patriots might score zero points. That's why I bet it. 46 to nothing. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Heard it here first. Um, yeah, teaser. I I like a lot of options this week. Um, unfortunately, the Bills and Cowboys kind of got out of teaser range for me. Uh, quick question on the rules here. Am I allowed to use your dog of the week as a leg and a teaser? What are your thoughts on that? Um. You know, do I we want to say, do we want to say that pick is fully off off? Um, off I the mean, books? we could we could always take this to the polls on Twitter to our millions of fans and see what they say. But as far as my preference, I feel like that's fair. Okay, all right. Um, and so, in saying that, I am going to take the Atlanta Falcons from one and a half up to seven and a half. And unfortunately, the Texans are sitting at plus one. I wish they were at one and a half. I will pair the Falcons. I'm ready to be hurt again. Give me the Patriots. I'll take the Pats oh plus my. eight. 
Falcons plus seven and a half as my teaser. What a gross but, teaser, but I love it. Yeah, I think it's two um, low-scoring games. You're on the under, so you kind of lean that way as well. But, yeah, I think getting over a touchdown with two home teams, and I think it's going to be two low-scoring, scrappy games. I like that. And, yeah, now on to the play of the week. Uh, so we talked about this briefly during the slate. My play of the week is the Kansas City Chiefs minus three. Um, love it at three. Don't wait till it's three and a half or four. If Travis Kelce gets ruled in, this game will close at four or four and a half. That is a promise. Take the Chiefs now at minus three. I think he plays. I think they cover even if he doesn't play. That's the great thing. Mahomes is 19-6-1 against the spread at three or less. 13-3 and three straight up after a loss. The Chiefs are winning this game. If they win by one or two, then it is what it is. But I love minus three here. I think that the Jags come home, get a get a little reminder of, hey, you're not the class of the AFC yet. Chiefs come in, roll. I think they win this game like 30-20. to 20. Like, yeah, I love the Chiefs this week too. My play of the week is going to be on similar terms. Listen, when Vegas puts something out there and you can read it, and you can read between the lines and know what they're doing, I think you have to take it. So my play of the week is going to be Bengals minus three and a half. I think Joe Burrow wakes up. I think the Ravens struggle um, this week at Cincinnati, and I think it's a big bounce-back spot for one of the best quarterbacks in the league and one of the best teams in the league. I think the Bengals get it done, make a statement, say, chill out, chill out. Last week was a fluke. Let Joe, let Joe Burrow figure it out. Let him slang that thing. I love the Bengals minus three and a half. That's my play of the week. And Stoney, let me make sure here. We have all of our picks for our head-to-head. Yes, I've got Just five on each sure. side. We Just making sure. Stuff. Just making sure. So we got Stoney play of the week. Chiefs minus six. His favorite favorite is the Bills. Chiefs minus three. Chiefs I mean minus, minus three, sorry. Favorite favorite is Bills minus nine and a half. Favorite dog, Titans plus three. Favorite teaser, he's taking the Falcons up to seven and a half and the Pats to eight. His favorite total, Baltimore and Cincinnati under 46 and a half. My favorite total is Miami and New England under 46 and a half. My teaser, I'm taking Philly to minus one, taking the best. J1 and the boys to plus nine. Favorite dog is Atlanta. My favorite favorite is the Giants. Uh, it's at six right now. And my play of the week is Cincinnati, minus three and a half. To cap it off, give me your elevator pitch for anybody out there that's in survivor pools. What's your survivor pool pick this week, Stoney? Yeah, I mean, last week, unless you're the Chiefs, everybody should be in. There wasn't really a ton of big upsets. Um, Yeah, I think the chalky pick here is probably the Giants, just because they're playing the Cardinals, but... I'm going to go away from that, and I'm going to talk about a team that I already said they're going to win by 24 points. Uh, They're in a great division, so I don't think taking the Bills here is a bad angle. I'm going to take the Bills in a bounce-back spot, 10-point favorite at home versus the Raiders. Wow. Wow, I like it. Um, I'm going to go super chalk. I'm going to go with the Giants. Uh, I don't know how many games... I don't I don't know how many games this year that you're going to be able to be confident about the Giants winning. I think this one is. So as far as survivor pool picks go, I think I would go with Giants. 
Um, not a ton of other ones that I would, you know, feel great about. Obviously, there's some big favorites, but they're also going to be big favorites in other games. Unless you want to get super gross and go Denver, dude. But no, I'm not going. I'm not going there. Um, so that's it for week two. Um, one last announcement, just for all of the fans out there wondering. Miles Sanders is ninth in the league with 72 yards rushing, so the dream's still alive. I think he has a good shot, man. He looked great on Sunday. I actually don't know. I didn't really pay that much attention. But he's ninth in the league with 72 yards. Um, Stoney, how are we feeling about week two? We feel good? We feel good. I think I think we – I love both play of the weeks. I think we're 2-0 and right now looking to go 4-0, and and I think someone – I don't know which side it's going to be. I think I'm feeling like a little eight and two combined week from us. Maybe one of us sweeps. I don't know. I, I've got good vibes on the cards. What happens if if we go undefeated for a week? You know, we get to act like we've been there before and move on to the next week. Did I someone mean, give us a million dollars or something? Is that how that works? I mean, depends Maybe on not. the unit size, but you'll be up. You'll be up units. That's okay. for sure. Okay. All right, I was just wondering. I didn't know if there was like a challenge out there. Well, that's all we have for week two. Um, looking forward to the slate this week, and we will be back next week for week three.